0: Suppliers, do these two things before you sign your next DPO. Let's get started. Hey everybody, this is Alex Barthet with TheLeanZone.com. Let me talk to you about DPOs. I'm gonna paint the picture for you of what the problem is and then I'm gonna give you two possible solutions so that you don't have this happen to you on your next DPO. A DPO is a direct purchase order from an owner typically wanting to save on sales tax, because when they buy it direct from the supplier they don't have to pay sales tax. The problem that a supplier has is that they may supply more than the DPO amount, leaving them with a with a uh, a deficit and there and no place to look to get paid so let's take a specific example. We have an owner uh, looking to save on sales tax a contractor a plumber and a plumbing supply house that plumbing supply house gets an order for a DPO. So now they have a direct contract with the owner. But the orders are actually placed, the specific items as they are ordered are placed by the subcontractor. So let's take an example that the DPO is $100,000. And many suppliers are not careful enough to, to limit the orders being placed. So the sub orders and orders and orders, and before they know it, they've incurred debt of about 120,000. They go to the owner, and the owner says, well, no, I have a DPO for $100,000. Then they go to the sub, and the sub says, well, I was just placing the orders. Uh, Your contract is with the owner. So we have this $20,000 deficit uh, or gap that the the supplier is looking to get paid on. How do you avoid that from happening? So here are the two ways to do it. Number one, you can... uh, cap your order processes in your office to make sure that under no circumstances any orders are placed beyond the DPO amount. This is your first level of protection administratively. If you have an order DPO of $100,000, you need to make sure that your team does not sell over the $100,000. If they want more than the $100,000, then you need to make sure that you get a new DPO or you sell it to your uh, customer directly. The second thing you can do uh, is backstop the DPO with a guarantee from your customer. So you would have a separate agreement that says that your customer who's placing the orders recognizes that you may be primarily uh, looking towards the DPO, the owner, to get paid. But if you don't get paid, then you can go after them for any DPO uh, shortages. So this is not a personal guarantee. This is a a corporate guarantee from your customer. Now you could also try to get a personal guarantee as well, but as as additional uh, protection. So step one, make sure you don't sell beyond the DPO amount. Step two, get a guarantee from your customer. Um, Last thing to keep in mind is you do not have bond rights, claims on the contractor's performance bond or payment bond, if you have a DPO. The reason is, is, if we take my example, owner, contractor, sub, normally you would he- be here as a supplier, but now you've moved over here with a direct contract with the owner. As such, you're no longer in the chain of contracts with the bonded contractor, therefore you have no claim on the bond. Now, there are certain instances in which a entity looking to save on sales tax is a private entity and therefore you may have lien rights such as a hospital, um, maybe a school. uh, But many of the DPOs we see are public agencies like um, the school board or the county. And in those instances, you don't have lien rights. Keep these issues in mind the next time you sign a DPO so you're not left holding the bag. If you have any questions, send me an email, alex.barthett.com. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, at the Lean Zone. See you next time.